I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 18. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Our song this week is All the People Said Amen by Matt Marr. My husband and girls have all suggested this song as one that I could use in my podcast because they all really like it. And so here comes my admission. I was really focused on the chorus, and I really couldn't think of where it led to in Scripture. It sounded kind of churchy to me, and so I passed on it for quite some time. So, But before you pass judgment on me like I did on the song, just know that I take it all back. I'm totally convicted. I'll tell you why. But first, let's listen to the chorus. week in preparation for my podcast. I have to decide what next week's podcast is going to be about so that I can announce it at the end of the episode. And so because of the prodding of my family, I looked at all of the lyrics of the song and um, decided that there were quite a few lyrics within the, the song that I could point back to scripture, went ahead and added it to last week's episode to say that's what we're going to talk about this week. And then I started my normal research process. Um, Again, there's lots of places these lyrics can take us in scripture, but sometimes I like to know, or most of the time, I like to know what the artists themselves were thinking when they wrote the song. So I I generally do like a search for any kind of interview or story behind the song or anything like that. And this is when I ran across an article written by Hannah Goodwin for CBN.com, and I will link to the full article in the show notes for today's episode. But in the article, Matt says, Quote, I think that a lot of millennials, they would hear a pastor say, and all God's people said, amen, and they would just kind of maybe roll their eyes a little bit at that. So this is where I felt my first pang of conviction, because I have to admit that that's what I was passing on the song for so long. It's kind of what I was doing. I liked the tune, but because it felt so churchy to me because of that one phrase, I felt like it didn't really match the portion of my audience that might be a new follower of Christ or new to church, or that the song might just turn them off because they, they either aren't familiar with the phrase or because they are so familiar with the phrase, it was just kind of a turnoff. And then came my next wave of conviction, because in this article, Matt goes on to say, well, first of all, that's scripture. So please don't roll your eyes at scripture. Take the time and learn the context. There's a history lesson in there, and there's something in the story of the church there if you're willing to do the work and go look it up. 
wow. So here I have conviction plus excitement kind of all rolled into one. Conviction at the thought that I didn't immediately recognize the scripture reference in the chorus. And then excitement when he said, take the time to learn the context. Ah! So a man after my own heart. I was excited that when I read that, I thought, wow, this is exactly what my podcast is all about. And that message is exactly what I want to share with you, which is if you do the work to, um, if you're willing to do the work and go look it up, that it'll bring a depth of understanding to um, your life in general, and especially as you listen to Christian music and specifically this song. So where is this commonly phrase, uh, commonly used phrase? It's, it, it is common. It's common in the church. And my pastor says it, amen. And the audience says, amen. So where is this phrase mentioned? Well, it's mentioned in First Chronicles 16 when the Ark of the Covenant has been returned. And so I want to give you a little bit of background regarding the Ark of the Covenant. So the Ark of the Covenant was designed by God. It was built to specification under the leadership of Moses. And it contained the stone tablets that God himself inscribed with the Ten Commandments. It contained Aaron's rod and a jar of manna. And it was carried around and there were some very specific detailed instructions that God gave the Israelites on how to carry it and who to carry it, who was to carry it and all of that. And it was carried around during those 40 years that they wandered in the desert. And it was brought into the middle of the Jordan River when God split the Jordan for the Israelites to pass into the promised land. It was brought into battles. But eventually, it was captured by the Philistines. <laughs> Interestingly enough, they returned it quickly because it just brought misfortune um, to them while they had it. And so they, they returned it to um, a town, the, uh, an Israel, uh, Israelite town. So in this period of scripture, the ark was passed from the Philistines to one Israelite town and David tries to move it, and then it's passed on to another Israelite town. This is where we kind of pick up in the story. So in the story, we're in First Chronicles chapter 10. Saul dies, and David is taking over the throne of Israel, and he decides to bring the ark back to Jerusalem because it had been neglected during Saul's reign. So in 1 Chronicles 10, Scripture says that Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He failed to obey the Lord's command. He even consulted a medium instead of asking the Lord for guidance. So the Lord killed him and turned the kingdom over to David, son of Jesse. And I really want you to read Saul's story because it's not like God came down and, you know, just struck him dead. Uh, Saul actually was going to be killed in battle and he fell on his own sword and killed himself. But interestingly enough, scripture says that God killed him. I mean, this, all of this uh, was allowed by God. And then if you jump down to First Chronicles chapter 11, it's, it says that David became more and more powerful because of the Lord of Heaven's armies was with him. So fascinating. And, and so David goes to move the ark. He decides that it's a good idea to move it to Jerusalem. Um, scripture again says that it had been neglected during Saul's reign. And so um, he, he decides to move it. So he goes to the town where the Philistines had dropped it off and had been cared for. Um, but he wasn't careful to follow the instructions as laid out by God uh, as, as to how to handle the ark. And a man actually died. 
um, in this process for just touching the ark. Actually, the, it, it became imbalanced and, and he was afraid the ark was going to fall off of the cart that it was on. So he reached out to touch it or to balance it and God struck him dead. This time, truly, God just came and struck him dead. And so scripture says in First Chronicles 13, it says, David was now afraid of God. And he asked, how can I ever bring the ark of God back into my care? So David did not move the ark into the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom of Gath. And the ark of God remained there in Obed-Edom's house for three months. And the Lord blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he owned. And so you just, you might ask, why in the world? Why, why so many details? Why was God not pleased with the guy trying to hold it from, keep it from falling and all of that? And I think we just need to understand that God was very specific. He gave instructions and he expected the instructions to be followed. He asked for obedience and David just kind of did it his own way. I don't think out of a rebellious heart, um, but he was obviously shocked when it didn't quite go as well, uh, his way. So if you ask why, I wonder why this happened. Well, First Chronicles 15 says why. It says, because you Levites did not carry the ark the first time. This is David. The anger of the Lord our God burst out against us. We failed to ask God how to move it properly. So the priests and the Levites purified themselves in order to bring the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel, to Jerusalem. Then the Levites carried the ark of God on their shoulders with its carrying poles, just as the Lord had instructed Moses. So it's such an interesting story and so um, so rich. I mean, there's just a lot that we could speak to that God might speak to us through this story. I'm going to move on to the part of Chronicles where our song references. But this whole um, story is just really, really rich. And so I'm going to challenge you this week in your homework to maybe spend some time in Chronicles and really see what God might speak to you through these references. So again, this time that David's moving the ark, he followed God's instructions and all went well. The ark was brought to Jerusalem. They had a celebration. David writes a psalm of thanksgiving that he gives to his music director. It's a wonderful song of thanksgiving. And he instructs the people to give thanks to God, to sing to him, to worship him, to search for him, to continually seek him. We talk about that on previous episodes of the podcast. He instructs them to remember the wonders he has performed. And he goes on to remind them what some of those are. He tells them to publish God's deeds and to tell everyone about the amazing things that God has done and on and on and on. It is a wonderfully rich song of praise that we can learn from, we can glean from, we can even imitate in our own praise. We can use this song of praise much like we do, I've encouraged you to do in the Psalms where you just Pray scripture back to God, um, knowing that that is uh, right from his heart back to his heart. And so he goes through this whole song, and that is pretty much what the majority of First Chronicles chapter 16 is, is this song of thanksgiving. And at the end of this song, all the people said, Amen. So what does Amen mean? Well, it means true that, or what he said. Or if that feels a little too irreverent, it it really means I agree or so be it or just truth. 
So, I mean, I know that true that is kind of more of a colloquialism this these days, but I think it's it is it's truth or so be it or I agree with that. So, if I were you, I would spend some time in First Chronicles chapter sixteen this week. Study it and meditate on the song of of the praise of David, so that you can see what people what the people were agreeing with. You can see if it can deepen your faith and understanding, and then you can see if you too can say Amen. So let's jump back to the interview with Matt Maurer. And all the, he says, and all the people said, amen. And then he goes on to say, now there's a little bit more weight to it when you tell it in that context. So now that you understand the context of what they were saying amen to, I think it can bring more weight to it as well. Matt goes on to say, so I thought for me, what are the things that in the church today people are willing to say amen to? I think it goes back to this notion of the universal proclamation of the gospel, that Jesus is Lord, that he came for sinners, that he came to announce the message of good news, number one. Number two, that he came to bring liberty to the captives, and he came to relieve the poor of their suffering. What I wanted to do with All the People Said Amen is have a song that talks about those two things and that that's something we're saying amen to. That's something we're saying, I believe, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm for that. And so that was really the heart behind, beyond, behind the song. So that's, those are Matt's thoughts about why he wrote the song and his challenge to us to really understand the context. And so I took the challenge, passing the challenge on to you, um, taking my conviction and putting it to work and doing the hard work to, that goes beyond um, behind understanding scripture a little bit better. But one area of scripture literally quoted in the lyrics of this song elsewhere in this song is in the bridge. Matthew um, chapter 5 uh, is what Matt is quoting in the bridge of this song. Listen. Here, Matt is singing part of the Beatitudes. Literally, the Beatitudes are a list of blessings given by Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount. And you'll find that in Matthew chapter 5. So blessed, and he's saying blessed are, blessed are, blessed are. And that's what the Beatitudes are listing out, these blessings, these blessed are's. And blessed in the Greek describes a believer in the enviable position of having God's favor and in a position where God extends his grace. Let's think about that for a minute. Let me, let me repeat it. Blessed in the Greek describes a believer in the enviable position of having God's favor and in a position where God extends his grace. Matthew chapter 5 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you. Now some of those you might feel blessed if you were merciful or peacemaker and pure in heart. 
But when you're poor in spirit or mourning or persecuted, maybe you don't feel so blessed. But think about what that word means. It describes a believer in the enviable position of having God's favor. He's saying, you will ha- you have my favor when you're in this position. And you are now in a position where I am extending my grace, making long my grace. When you extend something, you make it longer. And he is literally making his grace longer to you. That is an enviable position to be in. So ponder that and the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 verses 1 through 12. So what is your homework this week? I've mentioned a few things, so I want to wrap it up for you. All As always, please just read your Bible. God's Word is going to change the way you think, and when you start changing the way you think, your life will change. But only if you read it for yourself. You can't let my the few verses that I've quoted today or in other episodes or the few verses you may have heard at church on Sunday or in another Bible study or even in like a, a five-minute devotion in the morning where you'll have one or two verses in the morning. That is not going to cut it as far as God being able to speak to you by actually spending some time in His Word. So read it for yourself. And my prayer each week is that this podcast will launch you directly into God's Word. I don't want it to just act as a short devotional, although I realize that you're probably listening to it doing something else. But I'm hoping in my prayers that you listen to it early enough in the week that it launches you straight into God's Word so that you can spend some time meditating and thinking on what you're reading. And so we we barely scratched the surface of First Chronicles. So if you're feeling adventurous, start in First Chronicles chapter 10, Read all the way through chapter 16. That could be one thing that you could do this week. If you're feeling a little bit more focused and you want to sit and ponder, go ahead and sit and soak in David's song of praise in chapter 16. And then perhaps then you could move into the Beatitudes that I mentioned in Matthew chapter 5. I just merely introduced them. We didn't even really unpack them or talk about them too, too much. So this would be a great opportunity. And so just ultimately, why don't you just see what God will say to you through reading scripture for yourself this week? Just a few quick announcements before we leave today. Um, Get weekly memory verse resources each week by signing up for my email list. You can just go to my homepage at michellenizat.com, give me your name and email address, and I'll send you a friendly reminder each Monday that I publish a new podcast episode. And in that email reminder, I'll include a link to free wallpapers for your desktop, mobile devices, or um, a printable version for you. You can also follow me on Twitter at Michelle Nizat or on Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat. And then finally, your ratings and reviews on iTunes are an encouragement to me and a testimony to others. It helps people find um, this resource for themselves. And my promise to you is that if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. My next podcast will be on Thrive by Casting Crowns. If you would like to comment on this episode, you can go to michellekneesat.com forward slash 18 and click on comment. While you're there, you can share with one click via Facebook, Twitter, or email. I would love to hear from you. Comment, question, or whatever. Until next time. 
take time to meditate on God's Word and consider His ways.